Enchanted Tiki Talk is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Our premium stroller and crib rentals are delivered straight to your Disney or Orlando area resort. It couldn't be easier. Book yours at KingdomStrollers.com. And Mouse Pros. Let our travel specialists plan your next vacation. Our concierge-level service gives you the perfect hassle-free vacation. Get your free quote from Sean or any of our magical agents at MousePros.com. And Mickey Monthly, the Disney fans' monthly subscription box that brings the magic right to your door. Visit them at MickeyMonthly.com. And now, it's Cho time! In the tiki 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 hut In the tiki 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 hut All the birds talk Disney and the listeners swoon In the tiki 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 hut Welcome to our enchanted hideaway You lucky people, you If you weren't listening starting right away We'd be out of an audience too In the tiki 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 hut 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 Hello and welcome to Enchanted Tiki Talk. This is episode 254 for the week of September 2nd, 2018. We did it. We made through the dog days of summer here in the Tiki Hut. And with that, Steve has left us and is in Ireland celebrating the end of summer in the States. So, bon voyage, Steve. I hope you enjoy it. With that, uh, I do have Keith with me. Lonely. I'm here. Hello. One is the loneliest number. Uh... Thanks for joining me, Keith. And back from his uh, hiatus is M. Holly, Matt Holly. You know him. Matt, what's going on? Just hanging out, guys. Appreciate you having me back on. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad uh, you were able to come on. I mean, one of the reasons why we wanted to have you on was, uh, you know, for the segment, we're going to talk about Keith's trip report. And you can guys can talk about Toy Story Land, whereas I have no input yet. There's a lot I can talk about Toy Story Land. Gonna try and stay as positive as possible, oh but I'm not sure how well that's gonna go. But I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, there are some things I think could have been done better, but I, I don't think it's that hard to stay positive with it. Well, no, I mean it's not like like horrible, but no. it's not like we're talking to Safari Mike or anything. Oh yeah, no, no, it's not that level for sure. All right. So uh, one of the things I wanted to uh, say here this week on Enchanted Tiki Talk was uh, when Matt and Scott left was that uh, we had changed the opening to the show. I don't know if we've ever addressed it before, but I mean, I think we just changed it. I don't know if we ever talked about it, but one of the reasons why we changed the opening of the show was that before Alan had passed away, we had talked about redoing the opening and we just never got around to it until now. Uh, Initially, Keith and I really liked the opening. And sometimes not so much, but I don't really want to go back to the old one. But so here's what I want to do is if anybody's musically inclined, one sent do a whole new opening for us. Try to keep it like under 30 seconds. Or if you're not like really musically inclined and you're good at like audio and changing audio and stuff like that. Redo an opening for us, like no more than 30 seconds, and we'll play it on the show. And if we like it, maybe we'll keep it. And maybe we'll send you a present. Ooh, a present. And if you're in Ohio, within an hour's drive of where Keith lives, he will cook you dinner. Yes. What if they're an hour and one minute away? Then it's too far. And if you win and you're in your New Jersey, uh, maybe I'll make breakfast for you. But that my you have to be like within like five minutes though. So 
For the tax on gas. I mean, yeah, no, it's getting ridiculous. I don't think now. people want to travel that far. <laughs> you have to come pick me up, and I'll come cook <laughs> breakfast for you. Exactly. I'll do it. I'll bring my own bacon that I get from the butcher. Keith makes his own bacon, so. But, you know, I make some really good uh, waffles, pancakes, eggs, holy bread, different things like that. Or, or I can make you Thai food, too. Keith doesn't do Thai food. I can do you Thai food. So, but whatever. For breakfast? Wow. For breakfast? Sure. Why not? Thai eggs? Mm. It's going to go through you soon, but. All right. <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Come in, Mother Bird. This is Alpha Bravo. Quack, 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 quack. Something big is happening. It's a. It's a. What is it? Big lizard! I will never know what it is! The all-new Toy Story Land, coming to Walt Disney World. Alright, we are back from break here. So, like we said earlier before, we were going to talk about Keith's trip report. Before we talk before we talk about Keith's trip report, I can't say it, right? Matt, I know you went to Toy Story Land for your trip down in, um, when you went down to Vero Beach. You have... Matt, you have one minute to describe Vero Beach to people out there who stay inside the Disney bubble in Orlando. Ready, set, go. Awesome time. A week was too long. A little bit of Disney touch, but not full-blown Disney resort. Uh, go check it out. Wow, you had like another 50 seconds, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry, I don't, I don't have a timer in front of me, so I was just kind of going by the seat of my pants. Ah, I got it. I got it. All right. So, Keith, let's talk, you know, some of your trip report here. I know usually we yes. do like the fast pass just past the standboy. Standboy is uh, number one. I'm going to say you did a solo trip this time around. I and did. With yeah. that being a solo trip, is that something that you would fast pass just past or standby next time? I keep on telling people that there are pros and cons of doing a solo trip. The pros for me um, was I could take um, like full strided steps. And my wife is like five foot one. And so it's like two of her strides is one of mine. So it's like I'm always conscious um, if I'm walking too fast. And plus, being a chef, it's just like I walk fast in general anyway. And so that was nice. Experiencing things with other people as far as like attractions go was really fun. Like I did a post about High Splash Mountain Ride. Uh, was with a family. It didn't speak English at all. We had just a fantastic time with laughing with each other and stuff and just experiencing things that you wouldn't experience normally. That's the stuff that oh, I really liked. I took my time. I sat down and stuff a lot more. It's like I people watched. The cons was eating alone is not fun. <laughs> it's really weird. And then, um, like, if you saw something, that was cool or cute or something funny i turned and i said something out loud and there was nobody there and people just like, <laughs> stared really weird at you um hey, hey guys like look, at, look at hey did oh no but oh never mind okay yeah that's exactly it's like i was like oh hey check this out and then i'm like uh there's nobody there <laughs> uh, um, keith had the security called on him like three or four times doing that Right, yeah. I think that if you had children and stuff, 
and did a solo trip, I think that it would be a bigger deal, for lack of like a better term. It's just my wife and I, so it didn't really change the entire um, like trip as much as I thought it would, if that makes sense. Now, sometimes for me, uh, yeah, it sounds great to be able to go do what you want when you want to do, but there's sometimes I just want someone to make a decision for me. Did you ever get to that point where you're like, I wish somebody was here just so I wouldn't have to figure out what I want to do every time I want somebody else to make up the plans? <laughs> well, um, not exactly that, but like I do, I plan our trips a lot. I schedule things like months in advance. I'm always like tweaking it and changing it. But like when I hit the resort, I know what I'm doing. With this trip, I didn't really do that quite as much of course i had you know the major fast passes i wanted but i didn't like schedule things as much as i normally do so it did actually teach me that i don't like rope drop until they they shove you uh out the door like full parks every minute to enjoy your trip so i think that this trip actually it helped me to see that. What were some of the things that, I mean, I know you said you, the ride was Splash Mountain with the, I think you said from the, the family from Germany, but what were some of the things that you did that you probably wouldn't normally do if you had somebody else with you? Like I sat down and stuff like a whole <laughs> lot more. Jenny never <laughs> let you sit down. <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> Like I people watched a lot more, which I I don't I normally do if she's there. Of course, I rode things that like I haven't rode two or three trips, like rock and roller coaster and stuff like that. That I know she won't ride, even though she's fine with waiting if I want to. Like sometimes I just I feel bad with leaving her for so long to ride like like a two minute ride. So. I just don't do it, um, but uh, she's a big girl. She can take time. care of herself. <laughs> I know, but it's just that you, with me, it's like I always feel responsible for. This is weird, but it's like I feel responsible for their trip. Especially, it's like if we take down extended family members and stuff like that and stuff. So, so like I put like their enjoyment over mine. And sometimes I don't do things that I would want to because of that. So with a solo trip, it took that whole part of it like away. So like I wasn't concerned as much about other people. So which I'm not sure it's like if that's a character flaw of mine or what. But with a solo trip, it, it changed all that. You just don't want to end up in a situation like I had. Now, granted, at the time my wife was pregnant i don't know how far along she was with with nolan but she was pregnant at the time and we were in epcot and my brother had fast passes i think we all had fast passes for test track but obviously she couldn't ride because she was pregnant so Mm. you know we go get in line and it was one of those situations where we get in fast pass and ends up taking like an hour to get through the fast pass line and i have never 
walked out of a line and had that kind of wrath <laughs> before. <laughs> I mean, it was not a pretty sight, and she's like, she was upset, obviously, and I think she said something about, you know, I'm going back to the room or whatever, so I just kind of turn around and go to the next attraction. The next thing I know, she's standing behind me, and I turn around, and she's like, I don't know how to get out of this park, so you have to come take me back to the room. <laughs> So that, that was a fun bus ride back to the resort. Oh, wow. I bet. <laughs> so, Keith, what what is... Uh, how did you like eating alone? I know we had, we had talked about that through texting. I know you weren't a big fan of that, but you did mostly quick service, so that's a little bit easier than sit-down restaurants. But, uh, you know, just tell people a little bit about that experience. First of all, um, this trip was uh, your first trip I got used the mobile order system, which I absolutely love, by the way. I'm not sure if it's faster, but it's a lot less um, like crowded, and uh, it just makes things really easy for you. But yeah, the whole um, eating thing is weird, especially being a guy and sitting alone, um, at least with me. Like I didn't want to like <laughs> like stare at people, or it's like oh, I tried to appear as if I was a creeper. Like if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine line between like of being extremely self-aware and self-conscious about like what you're doing, who that you're looking at, etc. So how many t- how many tables did you walk up to me like, listen, you don't have to talk to me, but can I just sit here and look like I'm part of the group? Oh yeah, no, there, <laughs> there was none of that. <laughs> um, it's a weird feeling. It's it, it's hard to explain the like the puzzle that is my brain sometimes. But you try and just eat fast and leave. It was almost like like I didn't really enjoy the food as much because I was always conscious of like I'm taking like a table of four from this family and stuff and it's just me and my brain's a scary place like sometimes and so it's like I'm always <laughs> like self-conscious of of stuff like that so yeah the eating part is not fun for me alone I can remember you know, when I was younger, I guess maybe early teenage years, you know, going down summer vacation with the family and my parents would just let me roam. And we'd been there so many times. We normally would stay over at Fort Wilderness. I'd just get up and go into park whenever and do whatever I wanted to. And I could kind of remember then, you know, when lunch or whatever, sitting there by myself and kind of feeling not necessarily awkward, but kind of out of place maybe. So, I can remember that as a teenager, so I can only imagine what it's like, you know, being an adult and seeing, you know, everybody else sitting around and, you know, sharing stories or families or, or whatever, and and you you have to be by yourself and just kind of like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> it's a lot of staring at your cell phone, <laughs> looking oh. at the table, <laughs> looking at the floor. Right. Yeah. Like, like don't make eye contact. <laughs> I, I can see I, Keith now. He would occasionally do the. Yeah, he'd perk up. Did somebody call my name? Just to kind of look around, see other people, and then look back at the table. Like I wave like somebody was trying to find me, and then I just... <laughs> so how did you like riding the attractions alone? 
That was actually the best part for me. For one, you can use the single rider lines, which is really nice. But to share um, experiences with people, especially um, first-time riders, it's always fun to like experience that first-time feeling with with those people. It did get kind of weird continually saying one was when the cast members would ask you like how many is in your party i just say one which is weird when i did um toy story mania was a couple that uh was in front of me and like the guy turned around and said asked if i, I was part uh of like a group that was ahead of him and he was just gonna let me go and i'm like no i'm like it's just me and and it's like i told him i said well at least i can't lose on this ride <laughs> because it's just me and we kind of we talked and stuff like after that and it was cool but small things like that that were like kind of awkward and there um it's for some like attractions that oh, i chose not to do just because of that the carousel is always one that jenny and i ride which i didn't comfortable riding like just by myself right uh, i didn't do um the swirling saucers because i thought that i would look you know kind of weird uh, <laughs> keith is recruiting kids around. hey kids come on you want to ride with me so i don't sit by myself please <laughs> oh yeah that's better yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like i said there's our pros and cons but yeah that was fun though to share that stuff with other people all right I- Good. Well, I, I would say I've got one last. I mean, this I've been dying to know this question. Yeah. How many times do you do country bears? Um, <laughs> only once. Wow. wow. I'm disappointed. I figured that would be like five <laughs> times in a row. Go do splash. Come back for another five times. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was a short trip. So, but yes, I only saw it once. All right, so let's let's talk about the the main thing here, and that's going to be Toy Story Land. Now, Matt and, and Keith, you guys can discuss this a little bit more than I can. But I mean, I have my own opinion so far, but I don't really want to talk too much about it until I actually experience it. One, let let's talk about the the lack of shade. Um, <laughs> I know Steve talked about that a little bit previously, but you guys can really talk about it and, and say what needs to be said now. Shade. Yeah. Um. I'm sure Keith's situation is very similar to mine. I was there the weekend after the 4th. And so, you know, it's just brutal. Sun's beating on top of you. The humidity's through the roof. And there's literally... I mean, they've got a few umbrellas put up here and there. But there's really nowhere to get out of the shade until you're... I don't know, maybe... 10 or 15 minutes or so from getting on the actual attraction... And wow. you think of, you know, of most of them, you're spending a good hour or so waiting. So, I mean, there's 45 minutes, so you're standing just beat down sun, no shade. Uh, I was expecting maybe some of the, you know, fans with misters. They've got fans in the in the queue lines, but they seem to be pointed at, like, awkward angles. So you never really actually got any air blowing on you. It seemed like it was just kind of... Maybe, maybe I'm just short and it was just going over my head, but <laughs> you, it just it never seemed to really give you any kind of relief. And then even, I think this was more with uh, the saucers than it was Slinky Dog. Once you get under some type of shade, there's no moving air. So, yes, you're out of the direct sunlight, 
but now you're just crammed in with all these other people and there's no moving air so it kind of almost makes it worse than standing out in the actual direct you know sunlight so right I, I don't I mean I understand what they were going with with the theming and everything I don't know if someone you know there's lots of smart people at Disney I'm sure someone along the line probably had to go this might not be the best idea for Central Florida but you know I, I don't know if it's something they're going to try and alleviate and fix in the future but right now I mean even towards let's see it was towards the end of the day um, we were waiting on my brother had actually get off Slinky Dog and we were sitting on a, a park bench and it had you know an umbrella over us so you know at the time I think the clouds were kind of over the sun so we were like okay this this is doable well as soon as the clouds move the sun was at a level where the, the umbrella did you no good it's not over top of you anymore it's, you know at an angle so right. you're even though you're under an umbrella you still got the sun right in your face so uh, at that time of the day, there was really nowhere to go to get out of the shade unless you, you know, went to another park, a part of the park or something. I told people, oh, since everybody was asking me about it, I told them, uh, avoid that land until after sundown. I was there August, like the middle of August, and it was horrible. Like Matt said, there, there was no shade. It's a pretty much a smaller land anyway. So there is nowhere to go to really get it some space um, or get some fresh air to breathe. I mean, his sun, it just, it drains you. I took a quick, just like a walkthrough during the daytime and stuff. I took a live like video. I saw the Green Army men. They did a little, um, like a performance that was really, really funny. It was really cool. As soon as that was done, I just left. I had a fast pass for that night on Slinky Dog, which was down too for most of that day, which made things even worse because you had like extra people that were just like standing around and trying <laughs> to figure out what was going on, if it was working again, or if it was coming back and there was no. Like movement, it just felt like that you were stuck, which is not a fun feeling for me anyway. But, but yeah, there, I would say just avoid it until uh, after sundown. The theming is so much better at night; it's lit up and and stuff anyway. So, um, I think that you would have a better experience leaving if you just um actually saw that land at night. Yeah, we actually ran into a situation, um, I guess it was about 9 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock that morning when we actually got to Hollywood Studios. I did not realize it was like a two-plus-hour drive from Vero Beach, so that was not fun. Um, anyway, we got in to the park, and the first thing we did was go straight back to Toy Story Land, and we hadn't been there long, and the heat and everything just my wife was like i don't feel good i feel like i'm about to pass out there's literally nowhere to sit down to get out of the the heat we end up going all the way back out to the commissary mm-hmm. uh, before we could find anywhere where you could sit down in some ac and just kind yeah. of you know catch your breath so i mean i know it's kind of unfortunate that they've closed pixar place with you know construction and everything but it really makes it difficult that, you know, if you start feeling bad, 
it's not a, a you know there's nowhere close by where you can get out of the the heat and the sun and everything it, it's a, a you know a fairly decent hike you know especially when you got you know two kids and, and everything else going going with this so just make, make sure you're very well hydrated and be very careful with the you know the, the heat and everything when you go to that area so what did you guys think overall of the theming as a whole I enjoyed it um I was disappointed we we ended up leaving a I guess it was about seven o'clock that evening, so we didn't really get the full effect of it at nighttime. So I'm kind of looking forward to going back and being able to see it, you know, at night. Uh, like Keith was saying, I think one of the it's kind of a plus and a minus. The green army men are constantly out, and they don't have the normal handlers like you would with a, a typical meet and greet. If you want to walk up to one of them and you know take a picture or interact with them, they're they're out there constantly, so you can just walk right up and you know, and they're in the the full full stick, you know. So I mean, they've got everything going on. But on the downside, you know, in the middle of June or in the middle of July, and you know, like Keith was saying, in August, it's not exactly a huge wide open area. So you got all these people packed in, and on top of that, you got these army men that are in and out trying to do their little show especially when you got the drum corps that comes through it gets very crowded and it can get very overwhelming very quick okay the theming is spectacular what they did the small touches that you find if you look for them the cue for slinky dog is really really nice like theming wise like steve had said the new pathway exit from Midway Mania back to Toy Story Land is really, really fun. There's a I, bunch I, of... It surprised me. That thing goes on forever. I mean, you twist and turn and turn and turn, and finally it dumps you back out. But I was surprised <laughs> how it long... Does. But I mean, yes, it's, it's well done, but I mean, you walk a long ways before you actually <laughs> get back into the land. It's a nice hike back. It's cool that Jesse and Rex talk like you can hear it the woody sign there he talks to you and says things it's well done theming wise i just love the the cooties by the bathroom i thought Uh, (laughs) was really funny too so yeah it's a well done like theming land themed land whatever keith did it surprise you the amount of people that were lined up just to take a picture in front of the, the the sign walking into the I mean, I think they actually had a photo pass guy set up in there and there was a queue for people just to take a picture beside, you know, Woody and the Toy Story Land sign. I'm like, it's just a sign, people. It's not a meet and greet. It's not a character. It just kind of surprised me the amount of people that were just waiting just to have a picture taken there. Yeah, I mean, there was every time I got walked by there, there was at least like 50 people standing there wow yeah um, yeah and waiting for that picture i'm shocked that they didn't actually have one set up like um for a pixar ball too yeah but they didn't but yeah i mean it's like a third attraction <laughs> <laughs> well it needs more attractions apparently well yeah <laughs> it's got three now i'm surprised they didn't put in a splash pad area that's that's the biggest shock to me is not having a splash area. I I don't know where they would actually do it. Well, they have a, they have a spot for a third uh, pad over there, 
whether that's going to be an attraction, a restaurant, or a combination of both. So they do have space. I guess they just didn't want to do it. I guess they're waiting to see what happens with Star Wars Land. That's kind of the thing I was curious about is what are they going to do as far as the transition going from Toy Story into Star Wars? Like Now, obviously, once it gets in and they start you know, planting trees and everything, you're not going to have the view right into Star Wars Land like you have now, but they're very close to each other. I'm just curious what kind of a transition. Is it just literally going to be, oh, well, there goes you know the saucers and now we're hey we're in star wars now so right it'll be interesting to see how they do that right all right so let's just give your overall you know the best thing about toy story land and the worst thing about toy story land um (laughs) best thing i think you know hands down would have to be slinky dog i mean i thoroughly enjoyed um that coaster i wish we could have done it you know another time or two before we left but you know unfortunately we kind of had the bad luck of we got in line it was supposed to be an hour wait and i think we waited close to an hour and a half before we actually got on it so you know we once we got off we were like yeah we're not gonna you know try it again so uh, but we we really enjoyed that um worst thing i mean it, i didn't try woody's lunchbox just because the line was never ending throughout the whole day and again there's no shade and there's nowhere to eat i didn't want to go get you know a sandwich and sit down in the, in the on a picnic table in the sun and, and eat so um i think they could desperately use maybe not necessarily a table service but a counter service where you can get inside and sit down and use that as a, a relief from the heat and everything I, I think that is the biggest downfall of that that whole area is you're just out in the open and to the elements. I mean, I couldn't imagine being in there in like a major storm roll through there because it would be mad chaos. Everybody trying to get out of there. Right. The best part for me, um, is Slinky Dog Coaster. I mean, it, it's it's such a fun ride. It's extremely smooth. It's long, so that you do get your money's worth, like so to speak, when you wait for it. I think the most frustrating part for me was at Woody's Lunchbox. I did get the mobile order. I got the uh, brisket sandwich. I did request without pickles. I got the tots and then the... Uh, the, the they're barrels. Like the, the raspberry the Pop-Tart thing. So it's like I walk up, press the thing, that like I'm here, whatever. And how they have a pickup window for the the mobile people is like also used for a pickup window for uh, a standby line which is horribly um confusing you've got people who like are waiting for mobile you've got uh, people standing there who just walked up and ordered and paid you've uh, people who uh, this was walking up understandably for the the free water uh, it was just a cluster. And then, apparently, if you customize the meals in any way, it takes longer because um, they have to, to actually make it, make it fresh. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. They can't just like pull it off the rack and hand it to you. So I probably stood there for a good 
like 15 minutes or so had to wait for my meal the cast member like she gave me an extra tart is like and i'm sorry <laughs> uh, which was fine but i mean <laughs> that's a lot of food and stuff so it's like i didn't even eat that and i felt once again it's like i felt kind of weird if i just like offered it to somebody right. who was sitting there so it's like i basically just like threw it away but yeah, it, it, it's really frustrating at the Woody's lunchbox for sure. But, but I mean, you know, overall, it, it's a fun land. Uh, the uh, attractions are great. But you need to visit that place at night. It's or in the winter time. Yeah, right. Winter time. Like January is probably good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Keith, I want to thank you for sharing your trip report with us. And Matt, I want to thank you for coming on this week and sharing your experience at Toy Story Land and talking with uh, Keith and I. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Enjoy. You're it. welcome. And you know, why don't you tell everybody you know where they can find you if you're back on Twitter this week or not? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm still there. I mean, I don't have much interaction at, at all. But uh, if you want to drop me a line, it's still mholly five seven nine. And if I see it, I'll say hello. 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 <laughs> hello, Clark. <laughs> Clock. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for this week. But first, I want to thank our sponsors, Kingdom Strollers. Get your premium stroller and crib rentals at kingdomstrollers.com. Let the vacation experts at mousepros.com help plan your next perfect Disney vacation. Don't forget to check our store at redbubble.com slash Tiki Talk Podcast. You can connect with us on social media. Find us on Facebook at Channel Tiki Talk, Instagram, and Twitter at Tiki Talk Podcast. You can also leave us a message on the Tiki Talk hotline. That's 256-4MY-TIKI. That's 256-469-8454. And if you enjoy the show, please take the time to rate us on iTunes. You can find me, Sean, at One Minute Disney Dream. That's one M-I-N Disney Dream. MouseWorldVacations.com and MousePros.com. You can find Steve over at uh, uh, Disney Diary, you know, DisneyDiary.com or on Twitter at Disney Diary. And you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Dole Whip Daily. And once again, I want to thank Matt and Keith for joining us this week. Alan, go ahead, take it away. Thanks for listening this week. For Sean and Keith, I'm Alan, and this has been Enchanted Tiki Talk. Aloha. Yeah, I, d- I don't miss doing the closing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the first time I did it without screwing up. <laughs> it's not as yeah, easy as everybody thinks. No, it it's is. not. It's a tongue twister. <laughs> well, you, you start reading it, and then you get ahead of yourself, and you're like, oh, crap, where am I at? I can't right. remember what I just said. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I used to think like it was so easy for, for Alan to do it every time, and it was a lot longer, too. Right. And I remember the one time he was over our house, and he made – and that's when we switched the shows and he became the main host and I, and, and I took over his job at the end and I screwed that up left and right. It was hard, you know, it was not easy. Well, then you try to get creative and you're like, okay, well I know I'm going to ad lib something. And as soon as you like go off the beaten path a little bit, you're like, crap, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Now. Yeah. I don't think I could do that just yet. <laughs> I'm not ready. Enchanted Tiki Talk has been brought to you by mousepros.com. Let us plan your perfect Disney vacation. And MickeyMonthly.com, where you can get the park sent directly to you. And by KingdomStrollers.com, for all your premium stroller and crib rental needs. 
For all of us here, I'm David Benter. Thanks for listening to Enchanted Tiki Talk.